Welcome back to the Dad and Rock Podcast. This is Sean. And this is Chris. Hey, we're back at it again. Another episode of Dad and Rock. What have you been up to this week? Uh, you know, just breaking vehicles. Uh, my wife was out there. She was, you know, out shopping, doing something. And she calls me and says, hey, honey, the window's not going up. And I'm like, oh, great. No, what, what do you mean the window is not going up? Yeah. She's like, well, I pushed on the, you know, the button to bring it down. And when I hit it to bring it up, all of a sudden I smelled smoke. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, no, not good. So I'm like, crap. How much is this going to cost to replace this motor for this power window? So she's like, you know what? Go ahead and clean up the garage. Make room for the, the vehicle in the garage. I'm like, okay, not bad. It's been clean, but we've been using it more like we would sit out there. Kids will ride their bikes. Kind of use it more of like a patio type setup. Right. But so I had to move the bikes out of the way so she can pull it in. And then the mechanic couldn't even get it in there for like almost a week. Oh, wow. So it was almost like right after we recorded our last show. So we get it in there. We went ahead and we bought the, you know, a warranty on like all the mechanical things and everything. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, these things that you never use that you just pay for. Right. But we got very lucky. It, it took almost a $350 bill down to 70 bucks. Oh, nice. And mainly the majority of that 70 bucks was an oil change. <laughs> the, the funny thing about this here now, it, it depends on the, you know, the angle you're looking at this, if it's funny or not. Uh, my father-in-law met me at the mechanic when I dropped off the van. He went in, was talking, you know, talking to the guy, saying, you know, I got this you know, issue popping up here and there. Right. And you guys, could you guys fix this? You know, a few things that we had happened to our, our van as well. The sliding door kind of acting funny. I'm like, yeah, we can do it. He took a car. He said, well, I'm about a week out before I can actually get anybody in because we're so far behind. Yeah. No big deal. I mean, I'll go ahead and I'll give you a call once we go ahead and, you know, get a good time to bring it in. And my wife messaged me saying, you know what? I want Duncan. I was like, okay. I mean, her dad's cool. So we went and got, got Duncan, put the window down, got everything. And when he went to put the window up, he heard a crunch oh, in the window mechanism and it broke. No way. Yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy on how that happened in the exact same window. And he's looking at me. He says, well, I'm going to tell his wife that your son-in-law broke your window <laughs> <laughs> because it was actually her van. They've got two different vans and he was using hers. What are the chances? Yeah, I know. Now he's on the, uh, the waiting list. I think he's going to get in their money to fix it. We're like, you know what? We can tell you how much it's going to cost to fix if there's a silver lighting. Oh, <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's insane. I mean, that's not really something you typically think about going wrong in a car. And then for it to happen to both your cars on the same day is kind of a phenomenal occurrence. You guys should play the lottery or something. <laughs> They're both GMs. Uh, we got a Dodge. I got a Chrysler. But uh, it's, yeah, it, it's odd, you know, happening pretty much within a week of each other and then being yeah. the exact same thing happening. Weird, wild stuff. You like hanging out with your father-in-law? Does he listen to the show? Uh, he does not listen to the show. He doesn't even what a podcast is. I had to explain, you know, to my in-laws who are both over 60 what a podcast was. And like, you know what the easiest way to say it was? What's that? It's a radio show on the internet. It is. It's a uh, really low-grade radio show. We are we are radio personalities, local radio personalities. Really <laughs> local. Really local. Like our own Wi-Fi networks. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much all that's really happened for me this week. Nothing exciting is really going on. Have you been up to anything this week i actually took a trip to the home depot not sponsored <laughs> and i bought some uh they're not phillips hue but they are phillips light bulbs and they work with uh, an app called Wiz, which is another like light bulb wi-fi connectivity app to kind of change your light bulbs but I bought two light bulbs. The reason I went with these particular ones because they're a lot cheaper than the Hue brand. I mean, I bought two light bulbs. cost me 24 bucks total. That same purchase with the Hue brand. That probably would have been 
God, I don't know, maybe seventy bucks or more. Oh, easily. Yeah, I've looked into them in the past, and I don't, I don't really understand the the big difference besides the fact that Hue works with a hub, while each light bulb with this Wiz app kind of directly connects to your Wi-Fi connection instead of using a hub. And uh, I don't know, maybe there's a big advantage to that that I'm just not aware of yet. I only have two bulbs thus far, but man, I uh, I've been playing with these things fine nonstop. <laughs> Is it something you can kind of program? Like, for instance, if I'm thinking like set up through Wi-Fi, like my Sonos system where i've got it rooms yep does the app give you that ability yeah it does uh each and every light bulb i mean you can assign to it gives you a list of rooms or you could name your own room you could uh group light bulbs together like i said so far i have two but i look to be expanding because it's actually one of the rare times that i bought some new technology and my wife was actually pleased with it <laughs> you know i, I kind of surprised her after verona went to bed and we were in the uh living room and we were watching some tv and i brought the lights down real low into a uh, romantic mode it's got like different settings so i hit the uh, little romantic mode and it brought it down to like the soft pinks and purples real low <laughs> she was like what the heck is going on <laughs> that's funny <laughs> yeah no I, I mean i thought of them in my household not so much you know as a romantic mode wow that's that's hardcore uh <laughs> i was thinking my son has been sleeping with the lights on as long as he's been sleeping in his own bedroom by himself yeah so i was thinking of the idea of maybe getting one and be able to like to change the hue on it Yep. And lower it down. So when he wakes up, his room's still lit, but it's not a freaking sun in his room. Right. It's really cool. I got the uh, the color or white versions of these LED bulbs, which basically means that you can choose any shade of white, anything from really warm white light uh, through like the daylight spectrum all the way to like the cool light bulbs. So you know how they, they sell those in different temperatures, right? Yeah. Of white light bulbs. You can choose anything on that spectrum and then choose any color you want. It gives you a whole like uh, gradient pattern, something that you might, you know, pull up in Photoshop or something. Just you could pick millions of colors on this thing. And it's got different modes. Like I said, there's a romantic one. There's something called TV time. There's another one called party where it just kind of like um, rotates through different colors. There's Christmas where it blinks red and green. <laughs> uh, and you can do this to like every one of these light bulbs, really kind of mess around with your settings at your room and your, your ambiance, right? Uh, or you could just straight up use them as a dimmer. You could shut the light bulbs off. You could turn them on or you can um, hit the little nightlight icon and, and make them go really dim so they act as a nightlight. Uh, I don't know, man. It's I'm tempted to just replace every light bulb in the house with these things. <laughs> but you said you got two for like 25 bucks? Yeah, they're only like twelve bucks each. Um, that's why I went with this particular one. It's it's at Home Depot. Um, you gotta watch the one. It doesn't say Hue on it. Is it is a Philips light bulb though? So you know it's a decent brand. Um, and it says works with the Wiz app, and it's got a little you know rectangle showing the Wiz app. You just download it on your phone. Um, it connects first. It connects to your phone, and then your phone sends your Wi-Fi connection information to the light bulb, and the light bulb hooks up directly to your Wi-Fi, and you're good to go. The funny thing is. Once it's hooked up, you don't even have to be on your home network to use it. Because I was out and about just to test it. And I was like, you know, on LTE. Yeah. Like sitting in the drive-thru. And I pulled up the app. I'm like, hmm, I wonder. So, and then I set it to a different setting. And then once I got home and walked in the living room, it was on that setting. Nice. So y you could be w away from the house and, like, make sure the lights are kicked on. It's very cool. Dude, you know you're, you're going to send me right down a rabbit hole. <laughs> because I've been thinking about doing this for years. Yeah. And I've always been looking at like the Hue within Best Buy and everything, and the price point is just a little further out than I really wanted to venture into for light bulbs. Oh yeah. But if you're telling me if I can get you know four bulbs for basically fifty bucks, right? 
I mean, that covers my living room, my kids' room. Heck, my bed. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they're LED, so they're going to last for a really long time. And then, you know, if they go out, you know, a couple years from now, you're out 12 bucks. Just go get another one. I've always, I've always wanted to actually continue to make my house smarter than I am. Yeah. So this would, <laughs> this would get me into that, that realm. <laughs> uh, but something I definitely suggest checking out. They're, they're fun to play with. I, I've been playing with the, uh, the light ambiance all week. That's awesome. Well, you know, talking about things that are smarter than we are, uh, you know, Apple's getting ready to release their uh, iOS 14 here for their uh, their phone devices and pretty much any other device that they have here. I mean, we talked about it a little bit. Is there anything on here that you are excited about, you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of a sucker for any time they have a big update. And they're, I mean, they're moving a whole version up to, you know, this is now iOS 14. So this isn't like a, you know, iOS 13.6 to 0.7 or some kind of minor update. Yeah. It's a big update. You know, it's kind of a yearly thing. Um, and boy, I was just kind of taking a look at some of the features here. They have a lot of big changes coming. You know, sometimes they have these updates and they might throw one or two features, especially if they have a new phone coming out that have some new features. They might, you know, update the iOS to kind of tailor and cater to those features that are coming out. But this is almost like a revamp of how iOS works in total. I mean, the way that they're changing up and, and adding more integration with these widgets and kind of changing up app libraries. Um, you know, I keep things in folders and pretty well organized, but it seems like this is going to be a big change into how your apps are actually organized. And for me, I know where everything is already. So if if it's going to force me to like look at and find my apps in a different way, that might be a bit difficult for me to kind of get used to at first. But the widgets I am kind of excited for. When it comes to an update, usually I'm like, eh, there's really nothing that I'm like super excited about or any change that I really dive into. This one here is quite a bit. I mean, you mentioned the widgets. I use the widgets. I mean, when I go, to, I swipe to the left, yeah. and they're all sitting there on their own little screen. If I got the ability to drag, say, my fantasy baseball to my main screen or the weather, say, just to have a weather one over there, so I can just see it without needing to click on an actual, uh, you know, app, right? Which is, you know, which is pretty damn lazy if you think about it. But <laughs> it just kind of falls into my world. <laughs> I like that idea. I mean, I don't know how much of the screen it's going to take up, but they were talking about like a, a smart widget too, where it can actually learn which ones you use, which times of the day. Which which ones, you know, you can stack them there. There's quite a few different things you can do with it. I don't know how deep I'm going to dive into the widgets. I use them selectively already, so I don't right. have like seven or eight of them that I'm using daily. Yeah. But I, I find that one interesting. Now, you already mentioned the app library, how it's going to be set up, how it's going to be navigated. I'm kind of here with you. I know where mine are. So if they forced me to go that way, it'd be a little more uh, to get used to. From what I've seen, I haven't seen too, too much. You know, these things are always a bit different watching it on a video versus actually updating your phone and using it, you know, at your fingertips. But from what I've seen, it seems like they're changing the home screen to look a little bit more like uh, Android version. You know, Android has the time up top, kind of the big space for the time on your home screen. And then below that, it has different widgets that you can kind of scroll through, like whatever, like it keeps showing you different things. And then below that, it has maybe like four or five of the, your apps that you use the most. And then to get to a lot of your other apps, you kind of have to like swipe over to, you know, these other, like this library, almost like a list view. And it's pretty similar to what Apple seems to be going for here. It looks a, a lot like that, as opposed to everything just being in individual folders that are, you know, visible on, on pages that you swipe through. I don't know which, you know, I could get used to it. I, I do. I haven't owned an Android phone uh, in a long, long time, but this seems to be a little bit more intuitive. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've had an Android. Yeah. 
And every time I kind of mess with one for like a family member, I have a hard time getting around <laughs> yeah. it just because I'm so indoctrinated into, uh, you know, Apple now. Yeah. I mean, there's a, two more things. There are main things that really jumped at me is they're changing how they go ahead and a call pops up on the phone. Yep. So it's no longer going to be full screen. So you accidentally answer a call that's from, you know, another country asking for, you know, money. (laughs) (laughs) Or they've run your social security number and you're in trouble with the FBI and you need to uh, pay them in Best Buy gift cards to get out of trouble. (laughs) Or you got to go down to, you know, the Western Union and send them money that way. (laughs) (laughs) So they're making that a lot more compact. So it's not an accidental answer. And they went ahead and they are doing picture in picture, which we were talking about prior to starting here. That's kind of big. So, I mean, you're no longer going to get that paused video while you're doing like a FaceTime uh, or say, for instance, you're watching a movie. You can draw and drag that movie to the bottom, continue watching that movie, and then, you know, do something else. Yeah, that's very cool. That's kind of like an iPad feature. I know with the iPad, you were able to do that uh, for a while uh, with video playback, especially. Uh, But I'm on FaceTime a lot. I mean, you and I use FaceTime when we record here. Um, I talk to my mother who lives in New Jersey, so we're states away. I talk with her all the time on FaceTime. Um, And it is, you know, she'll send me a link to something, something she wants me to eBay or whatever, (laughs) and I'll (laughs) click on it. And then, you know, the video pauses. Then she can't see me for a few minutes as I'm kind of doing research or looking at whatever she sent. Uh, But to be able to have that picture-in-picture and still be able to look at her, it seems like a no-brainer feature. It seems like that's how it should have worked this whole time. But, you know, we got there. Okay, yeah, so we talked about, you know... Yeah, FaceTime there. Go figure. We're having issues with our FaceTime right now during this recording. <laughs> what are the chances? Which is kind of funny, you know, just like, you know, the car window thing. It just all kind of, it all just kind of happens. Yeah. I know myself, I have one of the push button cars, so I don't have a key. And it, they're actually adding a feature to, you know, iOS 14 here. Right. Supposedly that you can use your phone as a key, which I would use, but they're being really sketchy on like what vehicles actually have access to it. What do you mean? BMW 5 Series has it, but who has the money to buy one of those for, you know, an Apple key? Oh, so they give a shout out to the BMW 5 Series as this being a feature, but they haven't mentioned any other brands? Not yet. No other brands. They were, they were really sketchy on the, what they were saying. Uh, the way it sounds like is if you already have, like, a push-button start, Yeah, the features in the car are already ready for it, but they weren't saying, like, hey, these models are good, these models aren't good, you got to have a car this age or newer. I wonder if that uh, brings up any kind of security features that would be hackable for somebody to just be able to use their iPhone to start anybody's car. Surely they thought about that, right? Yeah, I would hope so. (laughs) (laughs) You know, now you you make me bang. I'm backpedaling now. (laughs) I don't want Joe Schmo coming out of the the local Wawa and grab my car. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe it's only good on the BMW 5 right now. I don't know. I have a push to start in my car as well. You know, once this feature is kind of prevalent and people are using it, I guess I'll do a little bit more research. It sounds intriguing, but in the meantime, I guess, you know, I've been living without it this long. I guess I'll be all right if (laughs) I can't use it in my car. Yeah, no, I was really hesitant in adding, like, my bank card, my credit cards and everything to Apple Pay. Yeah. Just for that same reason, just a little bit of weariness. So, I mean, as much as I say I would be all for this, I would probably be a little hesitant and just kind of let it, you know, run its course and get Apple, you know, the iOS 14.2.3 before, (laughs) uh, you know, I put it on there. Here's a feature that um, I am once again kind of surprised that wasn't already in there. But whenever you're texting 
And, uh, you know, you want to throw an emoji in there, too, just to add a little spice to your uh, message. You know, you pretty much have to memorize, like, where all these things are categorized in these different... So you kind of swipe through every emoji to get to the one you want. So they added a little uh, search bar up there. So if I want, um, I don't know, an emoji of a cake, I just type in cake, and it gives me all the cake emojis, which is like, I mean, duh. Why wasn't that there to begin with? <laughs> oh, tacos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's Taco Tuesday. I said a bunch of tacos. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe I'm just not that big of an emoji person. I go with the you know, generic happy face, smiley face. <laughs> yeah, all you, although you do use some uh, memojis from time to time. You're guilty of that. Yes, I, w- I will use those periodically. Definitely when they, they, they're fitting. I didn't venture too far into those, but they're fun to use periodically. Definitely when I'm like cursing. I like the one going to girl's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a gift guy myself, you know, finding the most appropriate funny gift. I'm falling more and more in the line with that. We're definitely with us doing uh, our Twitter account. Mm-hmm. I use I use them all the time. Definitely when I'm putting something advertising us or, you know, plugging other shows. We just did one. Someone, uh, someone plugged our show. On, on Friday for like our, our follow Fridays. Yeah. And I put uh, Wayne and Garth saying we are not worthy bowing at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, see, finding the most appropriate gif and the pop culture reference is just primo and in my eyes. Yeah, so that's awesome. There, there's one last thing here that jumped at me. And I know this is something me and you have talked about on a prior episode when it came to uh, virtual reality. But they are kind of getting into augmented reality. Oh, what is this about? Which we kind of seen it coming. They, they got it set up where it's going to be the AR kit. And it's right now, if my understanding is correct, it's going to be more towards like uh, international travel and things like that. Okay. So it's going to be on the phone. So you can actually point your phone at something and you'll see like landmarks. or you'll see like specifics about that area uh, while you're standing like just there rather than you know, looking at a plaque or something. Oh, that's very cool. Which I mean, it's I'm waiting for wearables, honestly. Yeah. I'm waiting for sunglasses, something down those lines where, you know, you're looking at, you know, those futuristic movies when you have things happening in front of you and you swipe left and right your, with your hands. Yeah, your little HUD and your glasses, sure. Yeah, and I can see really the first variation of that is, you know, having your glasses, but there's like a, a tether that plugs into your phone. Right. Or a Bluetooth setup that connects to your phone. Kind of how like your watches. Your watches are already kind of testing, you know, that technology out. Yeah. So I'm waiting for that. I don't think we're far. No, eventually we're all going to be Tony Stark, man. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for that. The closer and closer we get. Because I tried the VR. I got the Oculus Go. I just, I just can't get into it. Maybe I'm just not in the right one. Maybe I, I didn't spend enough. Yeah. And get one of the bigger ones to get the, you know, the full experience. But I like the idea of augmented reality because you're not away from everything. You're still with your family. You're still with your friends. Right. They're just extra things being fed into your brain. Yeah. One more step towards getting to wherever we're going with the AR slash VR craze. I think it'll be bigger than, you know, 3D TVs were. Do you remember how people were buying 3D oh, TVs? Oh, man. Every, there was a phase. Everyone wanted one. You couldn't. Oh, yeah. Like, everyone was the big stuff and you had them the shuttering glasses. <laughs> That's and, right. <laughs> Now, you, uh, now where are they? Well, then it was also the curved televisions. Oh, yeah. That never really took off either. No, because to have something that really envelops you, you have to have a screen, like, really big. To have a curved TV and it's, you know, 42 inches, like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, do you think we're going to get to the point where augmented reality and virtual reality, where we'll be like HDTV and Blu-ray? Um, probably, yeah. 
because I, I think AR just has the edge a bit because you can see both. You can have kind of the best of both worlds, right? Um, you can. I, I can see a future to where you know we have these displays on our face that can show us what's in front of us and show us a, another world, and you can switch back and forth easily, or have a combination of the two. To where it's, you know, throwing these uh, other objects on top of, uh, in a layer that's on top of what's actually around you. So I think eventually it'll get to a point where they're just kind of almost the same thing. But I, I think AR, that that vision is going to probably be king eventually. Yeah, I think there's a few of the the, the higher you know, dollar Oculus type models that have the ability when you're in your room, if you get outside of, say, the predetermined box, mm-hmm. you will go to regular. So it's like, there's got to be cameras or something right. showing you, so kind of for like safety purposes. I can see how they can merge the two, but having something as small as sunglasses on over a box, yeah, I think it's, it's more, we'll be more down those lines. Yeah, so we're talking about technology. We're talking about apps and updates to your phone. Uh, there was a new app, a uh, new streaming service that came out this week, actually. And boy, blink and you miss it. I actually didn't remember about this thing until a couple of nights before it premiered. But yeah, NBC Universal streaming service, Peacock, is now up and running, sort of. But unfortunately, it's fallen the same way that HBO Max fell a couple of months ago. You can't get it on Roku and you can't get it on Amazon. So I'm just scratching my head once again. <laughs> and even, I mean, I forgot all about it launching. It was just one of those um, watching TV. I'm like, hey, I, I remember commercials about this Peacock service. Right. Let me see if it's out there. I just searched it on my phone. Boom, it was there. I was like, okay, I'll download it. Let's just see what it's about. I mean, it's it's new content. Yeah, I mean, if, if very little, I mean, there's very little coming out, so something new to talk about. And man, talking about something very, very little to talk about, though. Oh no. Oh, I mean, the movies are terrible. I mean, okay, I'll put it this way: movies aren't terrible. There is a very few amount of okay. them. Okay. So I mean, like for instance, you got all three of the original Jurassic Parks on there. You have the Matrix movies on there. Uh, there were the big ones that jumped at me. But I mean, outside of that, I mean, I don't, I don't have a connection to like TV shows. There's yeah. only one show that I watch religiously, and it's a Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. But I don't watch Thirty Rock. I don't watch uh, anything other outside of that. Any NBC shows for some reason. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. I mean, Disney they set a bar back in November. They not only introduced us to brand new content like The Mandalorian, but they gave access to pretty much most of their entire library of, you know, decades of movie making. Um, You'd be kind of hard-pressed to find stuff that's not on there. You could be somebody like our parents or grandparents that grew up on stuff that was made in the 40s and 50s, and they can find stuff. Uh, All the way up to, you know, us 90s kids watching Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, or, you know, Mighty Duck movies, right? Yeah, both Mighty Ducks movies are on there. I think all three of them may be on there now. (laughs) Yeah, and then, like, you know, and then, you know, newer kids who grew up on Pixar and, and, you know, the more recent Disney, uh, like, CGI animated films. Like, it's all on there. There's stuff for everybody. They're, you know, showcasing their years, decades worth of content creation. And, you know, HBO Max had the opportunity to do the same thing with all their Warner Brothers movies. And then NBC Universal had the same opportunity to do that with all the Universal movies that have been made over the last, you know, few decades. So I just don't understand why they can't do the same thing. Disney's able to do it and it's cheap as hell like you're paying seven (laughs) bucks a month for the luxury of pretty much viewing their entire vault and yet you're paying more for these other ones and you're getting far less so i just don't get the idea behind it or you know just the lackluster nature of the product that they're putting out there it's 
I don't even want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I noticed something else too. I mean, they got their free platform, the Premiere and the Premiere Plus. If you just sign up like I did and don't pay the five bucks a month, okay. they're putting any original content that they have out there behind a paywall. Oh, really? So you have to actually pay the four ninety nine to actually get any original content they're gonna happen to have out there eventually at some point. Who knows? I didn't like that about CBS All Access. I mean, they had these great new like Star Trek shows that were coming out, and you had to pay for the streaming service. It wasn't going to be aired on TV. You uh, couldn't even just like download the app and maybe watch it with commercials. Like you had to pay for it, and basically you you pay for a little bit to unlock it, and you can watch it with commercials, or you pay more so you can watch it without commercials. Yeah, it's just a racket. Yeah, no, it's getting to be too much. I mean, we talked about it back on our cutting the cord episode. At what point when you, all these apps are coming out? Is it just more worthwhile to actually have cable service? Yeah. I mean, so far, here we are uh, midway into 2020, and you know, you've know you got the king Netflix still running hard. I was worried about Netflix, <laughs> but I'm not concerned I'm not anymore. They're going to be just fine. And then, They're going to be fine, yeah. And then you got the new kid on the block, you know, just recently put out Disney Plus, but I think they're even worth it. I mean, just... For seven bucks a month, just let that thing charge your credit card each month and enjoy it from time to time. I've even gotten into a conversation with somebody on uh, Twitter about it. He said they're not interested in Disney Plus at all. So I actually put out there, what was the biggest bust so far? Or are you even interested in the Peacock? Yeah. And basically came back and said no, but he said he's not interested in Disney Plus at all. And I'm like, okay. He asked me why I would be. I said, well, we're big Star Wars fans for one. Right. Plus, I got two young kids, and it's on almost every day at some point in my household. Yeah. So it's something we're getting constant use out of. Now, we did talk about their misstep when it came to when they had you know, Mandalorian, and Mandalorian ran its course. They should have had some type of Marvel you know, show to follow it up, yeah. to fill in a gap, which they haven't done. So it's been up to us to find you know, that content on there that's going to keep us coming back. But really, you can't beat it as far as the price. I mean, you pay more to go grab some lunch from some fast food joint than you do for a month's worth of having Disney Plus in your house. So you get that steak taco, uh, Taco Bell, before they are all sold out, <laughs> and that's going to cost you more than seven ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So another disappointing streaming app launch. You know, Peacock. I'm sure we'll we'll hardly get to know you unless you shape up. You're going to ship out. <laughs> <laughs> well, they may hold on. I mean, it's Apple TV Plus has been holding on. Yeah. And I don't know how, but I mean, they got the money. It's kind of like Disney. They got the money to put into it just to have it there. Right. To say they're in the market. Who knows how long they're going to put out there. They had that uh, the new release of that Tom Hanks war movie that was specifically only to Apple TV. Yeah, that was going to be released in theaters, but they decided to just put it out on Apple TV. Apple ended up just buying it outright from the studio. Um, I didn't hear great things about that movie, did you? I haven't. I mean, it looks intriguing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm, I'm one of those people that have a hard time watching any type of war movies or any type of disaster movies that are based on, like, real events right because i have a hard time giving people money for other people's misfortune yeah i can understand that i mean i do enjoy a tom hanks film and he's got heck of a pedigree when it comes to war films i mean saving private ryan i'm pretty sure he was a producer on band of brothers so uh the guy knows how to put out good wartime content but yeah you're right this there was i saw the trailer for this one you know it looked visually pretty awesome but there's really nothing about the story that that pulled me into wanting to put it on yeah and that's true about most you know apple content right now yeah it looks visually amazing but it's like okay there's it's not pulling me there to go ahead and watch it like for instance for some weird reason on hbo max 
I started watching all the Lord of the Rings series again. Oh, excellent. I watched one, uh, The Fellowship, which is my favorite, I think, of all of them. The Fellowship of the Ring is my favorite. Yeah. And kind of watched that. Kind of broke it up in three different times. They're all long. And just actually finished the the third one, The Return of the King, here today uh, earlier. So uh, I love those movies. Did you watch them with Zach? Uh, Zach watched a portion of the ending of Return of the King with me. Okay. So he seen like when the uh, the dishonored like ghost like army came off the boat yes. and kind of went over everybody and. He's seen all of that, so and he didn't shy away from it. So I'm almost thinking we're to the point where we actually may sit down and, and dive into these movies, which I'm pumped about because I love. I even loved the the Hobbit, yes, which wasn't good. No, it wasn't <laughs> good at all. But I still love that world, right? Like I'm waiting for Amazon to get their show out there because I just want to get back into Middle Earth. Yeah, well, keep on waiting, pal, because everything's still shut down. <laughs> Even stuff that was supposed to come out in August, like uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that's been delayed again. Again. I mean, come on. As far as I know, that was almost like done production and everything. I know there was yeah. a few shots that they didn't get because of the shutdown, but couldn't you just drop it on the, edit, the editing floor and just kind of make it work? Yeah, it's crazy. All studios are trying to do what they can. Um, this week, they actually moved production of The Batman since last week when you said, like, the Ohio State. That's what all I'm going to think about from now on. But the Batman has been moved uh, to... Actually, they're, they're moving to, like, an in-studio stuff where they're, I guess they're going to try to do something like The Mandalorian does with, with the projection kind of inside the walls with, like... Well, if you guys watched the making of The Mandalorian on Disney+, Plus, you'll know what I'm talking about. But uh, they're going to be doing a little bit of that to help make this movie. That'd be an interesting way to see if it actually works or if, yeah. or if, it's, if they don't really truly know what they're doing with it. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks terrible. Yeah, we are talking about Warner Brothers versus Disney here, and one has a better track record than the other currently. Yeah, they're not going to have Filoni. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, you know that uh, I'm a huge Lego head. Yes. Uh, it's gotten to the point where it helps me kind of decompress. It helps me stress release. You know, the whole deal, just kind of dealing with patience. That's, that's kind of the reason why I got into it at, at the age I am now. Right. But, uh, dude, it's a money suck. Oh, it's got to be. I've seen these sets. They're expensive. Oh, they're awesome. <laughs> I've got a Stormtrooper head, like Lego set, sitting in my bedroom that I have not done yet. And I actually went ahead and purchased it back on uh, May 4th. Right. So I just haven't had time to put it together. Or more so, time to put it together and somewhere to display it. That's what I want. Yeah. But, I mean, they went ahead and Lego is setting out, like, these mosaic setups. Now, now these are specifically, like, targeting adults. So when you put these together, they're flat on the outside. So they're not studded. Oh, okay. So you're not going to get that normal, like, Lego look. Yeah. These are actually pop art that are being released out for adults. Oh, I did see pictures of these. It's almost like... Um, yeah, like you said, like you put them together and instead of being like a building, it's kind of like a flat sheet, almost like a poster. And the different colored Legos kind of make an image, right? Yeah, and you can actually hang these on your wall. You can put them in bookshelves. Uh, for instance, like there's a Sith set where there's one of Vader, one of Maul, one of Kylo Ren. Oh, that's cool. And the cool thing about that is, now this is where Lego is freaking ingenious. Because they know people that will be interested in this. Yeah. They're going to drop, they're about $120 each. If you buy all three of those, mm -hmm. you can create a Darth Vader tall three-piece standing with a with a lightsaber. Get out of here. How? 
So basically, each of these pieces, you're going to have extra pieces inside these. Yeah. Because if you buy all three, you can combine them and make that one large pitcher. Oh, how incredible. That's crazy. And for instance, like we're talking Marvel. Marvel has an Iron Man one out there. It's got the the Mark III uh, Iron Man, yeah. the Hulkbuster Iron Man, and then the final Mark Iron Man. I'm not sure. Yeah, you know, LXXXXV <laughs> or whatever it is. I'm really sure. I'm not going to Google how to get that Roman numeral into a number. <laughs> Yeah, so we're not too worried about that there. But once again, if you buy all three of these at 120 bucks, instead of a tall like Vader, yeah. you make a landscape Iron Man with his hand out. Look like he's getting ready to blast out of the palm of his hand. How cool. Man, that is good. Yeah, so they're, I mean, they're smart about this. They know they're targeting me and you. Yep. And then we got to figure out, because we're not going to buy one. Right. And we're not going to buy just one at a time, because who knows how long they're going to be out there. Yeah. So you're going to drop all three of them. You know, it seems to be an easier display. It's kind of one thing to find displays for, like, Lego sets that are built, you know, you know, big Death Star or, you know, you got a Adat Walker or something. Like, yeah. you know, that's one thing. You're going to have to find some room. It's another thing to hang a flat piece of art, like, on your wall. You know, you can you can show more of those and kind of display them, get a decent frame for them. I suppose they, they may even have to customize, like, frames that these things might fit into because they're going to be... That's the thing. I don't think they need frames. The way they're set up, yeah. they're, they're they're set on blocks, or like a, like a, like a frame-type setup already. Oh, okay. So you really won't need any extra frame. All you need, say, is a 3M hook or something put on the wall, and you can hang it that way, and they're not going to come off. Wow, good job, Lego. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped about that, and I'm terrified about that <laughs> at the exact same time. I, another Lego thing I saw this week, they, they do have a Lego set coming out that's harkening back to the original Nintendo Entertainment System, the NES from 1985. I had one of these as a kid. Did you have an NES? Oh, yeah, I had one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, not only is it the NES system, but it's the NES, and it looks like, I guess, controllers, and but it also, like, hooks up to an old-school, like, CRT television that uh, shows you playing a level of Mario Brothers on it. Like, it's they went all out for that set. I'm curious how big the actual NES is, because it all comes down to that CRT TV that's going to be with it. Right. I want an actual size. I'd rather do away with the TV and give me an actual size like NES. That would be cool, yeah. If you were looking at these two here, if you had, okay, so we're looking at the cost of the NES system is almost two of the three of those ones we were talking about. Would you go for the mosaics of, you know, the Sith or Iron Man, or would you drop it on the NES? Honestly, if I had the money, I would probably go with the NES because I can already get some Star Wars art. Like, you know, just search Star Wars art and Google Images is going to give you thousands of choices. And you can purchase uh, posters from tons of different websites to, to fill your wall with some Star Wars art. Uh, on the other hand, you know, like a, a model of the NES with the CRT TV playing Super Mario Brothers, that's it's fairly unique. Um, so between those two, I'd probably have to go with that one. Now, see, I'll lean the other way on this, though. I would more, say, go towards the the Sith set and have, you know, say, I'll be torn. Because I've seen the, the actual, like, individuals, like the three individual panels. Yeah. One of Vader. It's basically like a headshot. You have one of Vader, you have one of Maul, you have one of Kylo Ren. And they're awesome by themselves. So I can see them being displayed individually. Right. But I can also see myself after them sitting there for like six months, taking them down, ripping them all apart, and then putting together the big Vader. It can morph. I mean, when you get the actual NES, it's it's a gray box. <laughs> right. It's one and done. Yeah. It doesn't have those options. Yeah. I get your point there. Um, I don't know. I don't 
you know, I'm not as much of a Lego head as you are, so I probably am not going to be spending too much money on any of these sets. But I do get the appeal. Like, uh, you know, we've mentioned already uh, the Marvel and the Star Wars related products, the Nintendo. Uh, but they're also coming out with uh, sets that you can make uh, pictures of the Beatles, of, of Marilyn Monroe. Um, so they, you're right. They really are kind of targeting the adult audience here. Yeah, you can actually get rid of Ringo if you wanted to. Just kind of kick him aside and only have three. <laughs> just take that piece out. Yeah, we don't need that one. <laughs> that was low hanging fruit. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you get all now. See these ones here. That one's obviously a four set, and then the Marilyn Monroe once again is a three set. If you're looking at like an exposure in a camera, you know you have the reds and you yeah. have the blacks. And so I mean, they've gone all out on this set, which I'm kind of excited about. I just kind of recently learned about them, so I'm gonna see if I can you know weasel some money together so I can maybe get this this set. I already have a place for the big Vader, the oh, tall nice. Vader. I already know where he'll go. I just got to get him now. And then find the time to put them together. Well, that's the thing. Because if we're looking at, you know, 3,300 pieces, I'm going to 3,400 pieces. It's a lot of pieces. Oh, heck yeah, it is. But yeah, there's something we didn't talk about this either. In these sets, they come with audio. So there's like a podcast and things like that that are going on you can actually download and listen to that if you only get the sets, is the only way to get the actual actual audio. Now, we don't know how long it is. Right. They don't know. You don't know if it's say if it's going to take an average of five hours to put this together. Is it a, like a five hour long step by step talking about the set or is it something specifically from like Dave Filoni and Lucas and all them? They don't get too deep into what exactly it is. Yeah. But you get specific stuff for those sets. Huh. Well, that's very interesting. I mean, this it's incredibly unique versus, you know, just kind of throwing out a, a new set, say, you know, Hogwarts or <laughs> a new setting from a new movie. It's very cool to have, you know, something you can display up as a piece of art and something you built and to include it with some audio to listen to while you're building. I don't know, man. Good thing. Whoever thought of that over at Lego, they did a good job. Yeah, and that's very good uh, you know, marketing right there. <laughs> but uh, so this is a good time for us to go ahead and hop into that Mark III and fly right into that cheesy. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. So I'm going to start mine here. Everyone knows that I just you know just finished watching those Lord of the Rings movies. So I figured I'm going to go ahead and give you a Lord of the Rings dad joke. So let's hear it. Ready? Yep, ready. What do you call an amputee from Lord of the Rings? Um, I don't know. Lego-less. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I get boy. It. I'm <laughs> Lego. <laughs> hey, Lego. You know, we were just talking about Legos. Yes, yeah, I, I had full circle there. Boy, <laughs> way to <laughs> way to encapsulate everything into one terrible dad joke. <laughs> Boy, now I wish I would have done uh, mine first so we could have ended on yours. But here's here's mine. You ready for it? Go for it. Go for it. Okay. Uh, I just learned the other day why Apple uh, skipped the iPhone 9. They went right from the iPhone 8 to the iPhone 10. Do you hear why? No idea. Because 7, 8, 9. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Did your daughter tell you that joke? <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you going to do? Oh, boy. You know what? You guys know where the bar is, like I say it every week. <laughs> it's real low. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, saying all that, you guys know where to find us now. Social media. We're all over the place. I uh, hope you guys went ahead and checked out the, the video or the live stream of me cutting off my goatee. Uh, gave my wife the scissors, and she chopped it off. And that was just when, you know, 
Disney went ahead and reopened the doors. Who knows how long they're going to be open again? And no, I am not growing it back. <laughs> I was just about to ask. Do you miss it? <laughs> but uh, oh, I had somebody on uh, on our YouTube channel say I should grow the mustache. Yeah, just kind of grow it out, go handlebar on it. I'm down with that. <laughs> Fu Manchu, do it. We got that going on. We're trying to put a bunch of stuff out there. There's a lot of people that, that viewed that video, which is pretty awesome. I'm out there all the time on Twitter. But speaking of Twitter, we had a fellow podcasting uh, show called uh, The Tobin Brothers Talking Shit, which is an amazing name, by the way. <laughs> but apparently it's two brothers and a girlfriend there on the show. But they went ahead and gave us an awesome review. I believe it was them on uh, iTunes. And they went ahead and told us that Michael Keaton is their favorite Batman, which uh, which is awesome. Yeah. If you haven't heard about those guys, check them out. Uh, They're a very unique podcast. It, it's live. They just go. Yeah. No, there's very little editing. It's entertaining to see you know, other other shows just kind of wing it and have a good time with right. it. Right. That's cool. Always great to hear from fellow podcasters. Go ahead and check out dadandrock.com. You're going to find links to all our previous episodes and all of our social media pages. Okay, and I think that's a good place for us to go ahead and say the Dad and Rock podcast is signing off for the evening. Catch you guys later. It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. <laughs>